Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome, everybody, to the Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. I'm Rick Grossman, and I have my co-host Rob Ganley here, but I'll introduce him in just a second. But we're really excited to introduce our special guest this week. We have Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief from Entrepreneur Magazine. Very excited. So uh, welcome, Jason. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, and you're what we call one of those franchise and entrepreneurial superstars. We really uh, appreciate you. <laughs> Thank well you. connected and respected in the industry and, and just uh, are really honored to have you with us today and, and participating in our Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. The whole idea is to help franchisors and franchise owners get through this crisis that we're in right now and give them tools and ideas and tips so they can weather the storm and not only, not only get through it, but thrive as business owners. So Absolutely. I'm going to introduce uh, Rob Ganley, who's my co-host, and and let him tell you a little bit about himself and then get right into it here. Sounds good. I appreciate that. Uh, well, I appreciate you too, Jason. Uh, I'm a, a partner in a company called SEO Samba, which is a franchise marketing uh, software platform. And we, we've been listed in your magazine a couple of times. So it's been a benefit and, and a pleasure to, to be able to, to make that list as a franchise supplier. Oh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate it. But anyway, I wanted to jump right in and start to talk to you a little bit about uh, about you. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you found your way to Entrepreneur Magazine? Yeah, sure. And I should say, if you hear kids stomping around in the background, that's just life with coronavirus uh, shutdowns right now. Uh, I've uh, I've I've found what is what is generally the safest place in the house, uh, which is my son's bedroom, um, the safest and quietest, but uh, not always. So. Um, I, ha I mean, my, my background is in journalism. I started as a community newspaper reporter and then I got into regional magazines and then I moved to New York for men's health and have been moving around in magazines until I reached entrepreneur magazine. Uh, and so you might be thinking to yourself, well, that doesn't sound like he's got a background in entrepreneurship. And of course the answer is you're correct. So, you know, when you're reaching out to media, you are often not reaching out to somebody who is an expert in your field. You're reaching out to somebody who is an expert in storytelling and in media. And so that is actually an enormous opportunity because you almost certainly always know something about your industry that the people that you're reaching out to don't, that the, public, you know, the, that the, uh, the reporters don't. And so you can approach them and say, hey, this really interesting thing is happening and uh, I have a front row seat to it. And um, you should you should check it out, uh, and and that'll often get their attention. But I do want to say that I the thing that has made me feel very comfortable talking to entrepreneurs is that as I get to know entrepreneurs, as I, as over the many years that I've been doing this job, I've gotten to know entrepreneurs and talking to them about their journey. I realized that the things that make entrepreneurs, the thing that um, the thing that creates great entrepreneurs, which is risk-taking and pursuing your, your passion and having a vision and building teams. These are the things that I had just 
figured out along the way for myself, my very first job, I quit because it was this tiny newspaper and I knew that I wanted to write for gigantic publications. And there was no way that anybody at, say, the New York Times or the Washington Post was going to be reading my little dinky stories on the local diners in Gardner, Massachusetts for this tiny paper. that I, So I had to go to them. You can't sit around and wait, people to come, wait for people to come to you. You have to go to them. And so that's why I quit that job. And I have taken so many leaps in my career um, by taking gigantic risks and redefining what it is that I am and who that I am. And so when I figured out that this audience that I was now talking to as editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur was doing that at their core, I said, oh, I understand exactly what drives these folks. And, um, and we have a shared passion for success and risk-taking. And, and that's what has uh, excited me so much about helping them. Wonderful. Well, and with that, that same kind of entrepreneurial risk-taking and jumping in, that's, that's all language that entrepreneurs understand. Yeah. It makes sense. Wonderful. Well, it's, uh, once again, it's a pleasure having you here. And, and the, the theme this week in week two is building your tribe. And, you know, the first week we kind of were getting ready for things. And then last week we, we focused on getting in the right mindset because before you start implementing new tools and resources and ideas, you have to make sure that you're mentally prepared to, to get on the battlefield and fight that fight, right? So that's what last week is all about. Uh, this week, building your tribe is now that everyone's kind of moving. They've got their goals and KPIs figured out. They're in the right mindset. They're ready to start tackling this thing. Building your tribe is going to focus on how do we get everybody around us that touches our business involved in the solution. Uh, there's a tendency to panic or to focus on the negative things right now or watch too much news or get wrapped up in conspiracies, right? Yeah. And so what we're encouraging our clients to do and our coaching clients right now is focus on the positive and then get everybody around them to really row in the same direction, get all hands on deck, get everybody working together. So you have an awesome vantage point uh, from your position at Entrepreneur Magazine. Uh, with the current crisis, what, what do you see happening in the, in the entrepreneurial marketplace uh, that, fr that franchises and small businesses are implementing and doing different to kind of work through this? So it's been really interesting to see. I mean, obviously, anybody who can shift their business to some form of continuation in a digital world, even if that's not necessarily where they had been, or if they were able to use some digital tools to maintain as much of their business as they can, they're doing that. And that feels like the, that's, that feels like the first step, and it's an obvious step. And it's a necessary step. The thing that's been so fascinating to me is now watching, even in the short amount of time that we've all been locked away, watching the ripple effects of that, which are extremely positive. Mm. So to give you an example, I was reading, this isn't necessarily a franchise example, but I think that it carries. Um, I was recently, I brought together for a series that we're doing for Entrepreneur, I brought together a uh, an entrepreneur who has a problem and then an expert who has a solution. That was the idea. And in this case, it was a woman who runs a performing arts school and she had started doing some online classes and her concern was, how sustainable is this going to be? It feels like a Band-Aid. And so I brought her together with this woman named Amanda Brinkman. She's from Deluxe. She's a small business expert. And I wanted Amanda to talk her through, is this sustainable? What else could she do? And it was 
fascinating to hear because what Amanda immediately pinpointed was, don't think of this as some kind of bridge. Don't think of this as some sort of short-term solution. Mm. Think of this as a potential opportunity for long-term additional growth to your business. So don't just throw some classes online. Also, become an expert in online marketing and retool your website so that you're not just serving and and targeting the uh, local community that you were serving with your um, performing arts school, but now you can serve an international clientele. So expand outward from there. And as she was talking, it just, it occurred to me that this thing that I'm seeing so many entrepreneurs do right now is say, you know what, this isn't just a moment to hunker down and like fix the immediate problem. This is actually an opportunity to develop entirely new ways of doing business. And these things can last with us far, far beyond when this moment is over. These, these franchises, these small businesses can have amazing new ways of serving people, new revenue opportunities. And also, let's just not forget about the number of ways that companies can step up and support their customers, even in ways that don't make money right now, but are they're going to be building relationships that are going to last a very long time. Right. Building trust. All right, Jason. So tell us a little bit about how there was some team building and some tribe building going on between these fitness businesses. Absolutely. Lots of companies were struggling and also lots of clients were without their regular fitness routine, you know, you couldn't get into a gym. Um, There was, there started to be a lot of conversation among these companies about what are we able to do for people. And at first it just started off as, trading information, trading some some best practices. But then they realized, you know what? Why don't we come together and form what is functionally an, like an association or an organization? And this organization will be entirely dedicated to providing resources and information to all fitness businesses so that we can we can start hosting online panels and we can start answering questions and putting together uh, 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 you know papers and and there's no reason to think of yourself as competitors, even though you might functionally in some way or another be competitors. But what they're doing is they're stepping up to support each other and then to support in the best possible way that they can their clients. Because I, I, would, I would be very willing to bet that if there's somebody who used to see a personal trainer, let's say, and suddenly... Uh, is having a good experience with that personal trainer by by some kind of digital means, right? There was some way in which they were able to convert their relationship online. Well, that client is going to be more likely to try other fitness services now because if that personal trainer had flopped and not served them, then I think that that client would have said, well, I'm out of luck. Nobody's going to be able to help me. And so being able to see this change, I think was, is, is going to be transformative for, for them and their clients. Agreed. Agreed. It's really refreshing to hear. I mean, it's, it, again, if you can draw anything positive from, from this, uh, it would be these kinds of stories, right? Yes. Yeah. Working together, Americans, the whole world, but you know, America is resilient this way and it's, it's fun to watch, especially yeah. entrepreneurial people, right? A lot of interesting, innovative ideas coming forth and I think will stick, right? <laughs> I'd be like, well, yeah. we had this a long time ago. They'll uh, totally stick. And, and, you know, here's another way to think about it, which I think is really, is, has been really valuable. And I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs say something like this. 
they'll say, so for example, the first person to say this to me was a woman named Megan Asha, who has a a company called Founder Made. They host events, uh, the trade show events. And I, I was talking to her just before everything got shut down. And when everything got shut down, she said, you know, I'm not that concerned about having to cancel my events because I have all of these other ideas, these things that I wanted to do for my business, these great revenue opportunities. And I've had no time to actually pursue them because I've been so busy with the events. And so if the events go away, yes, we will miss the revenue um, and we'll miss that great opportunity for the brand to shine, but it will create the time to focus on these other things, these things that I've been meaning to do but haven't been able to, and that if I can get it right, will be enormous parts of my business going forward. So you see this suddenly not as just a stopping point, but as a real time of opportunity where you can use this time to its maximum benefit. And, and, and I'm seeing lots of, lots of entrepreneurs think the same way. That's all. That's a great. That's great to hear. So, with that being said, um, what would if we could sum it up, right? We, we've shared a few key points, I think, and a theme that's been consistent. But if you could sum it up, is there one key takeaway? And if 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 you were sharing with another entrepreneur, just something you really wanted to get across from what you're experiencing, what would you share with that entrepreneur? What would be the one key takeaway? My key takeaway is this. Just because the world has changed, your value hasn't changed. So even though you may have to deliver that value in a different way and talk about that value in a different way, you still are valuable and you can still connect with clients. You could still, if you're, if this is the kind of business you're in, you can still cold pitch your business because there are people who are in need. And if you have something that can help them, then they're going to be happy to hear from you. It's a gift to hear from you. I think that sometimes entrepreneurs get afraid, and this isn't a problem with entrepreneurs. This is a problem with people in general. People are afraid of being pushy. They're afraid or of seeming pushy. And they're afraid of, they're, they're afraid of self-promotion. Uh, I just, for so many people who are afraid of self-promotion and you know, you don't want to feel like you're pushing yourself on people. You don't want to feel like you're foisting yourself on people. Mm-hmm. And yet what that can translate into is that at a time like this, you say, oh, well, I, I have to step back from the conversation. I'm not relevant anymore. But that may not be true. You may be extremely relevant right now. People may absolutely need you. The thing that's going to change isn't you. It's the way that you talk about yourself and the way that you serve people. And maybe you're Maybe your pricing has to change and maybe your process has to change for now too. But you are valuable and do not forget that. Instead, figure out ways to be most valuable now. That's beautiful. Well, That's said. a good point. Good point. Yeah, so uh, we're getting close to the end here, folks. But I want to just kind of, I was thinking while you, were t- where you, while you were talking about that, Jason, that Let's just go around the, the, the table here, even though we're around a virtual table because we're all yeah. socially distant right now and coming from our, our homes and home offices and home studios. Uh, and just kind of think about the theme of uh, building your tribe and just kind of give a real quick thought or idea or goal. I call them gold nuggets, some ways to get everybody working together because the idea is, is that 
there's entrepreneurs out there that we know of that are that are hunkering down or trying to figure out and innovate new ways. I had one email me today that said, I was contemplating whether or not I should stay in business or, or fold up my tent. And then she goes, and then I got your email and that kept me going. It kept me fighting. And it's one thing to, to continue the fight, but then to get all of your team members, your tribe, your clan, your employees, your staff, your customers, your family, everybody rolling the same direction, buying in, and, you know, let's just go around and, and throw some ideas around on, on some gold nuggets we can give these franchisors and franchisees to kind of keep inspiring and motivating their teams. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Um, I recently talked to a guy named Eric Yaverbaum, and he is the head of a company called Erico Communications. And I talked to him while he was in bed where he had been for 11 days recovering from coronavirus. And I wanted to know what it had been like to be the leader during this time, this scary time. And so one of the questions I asked him was, how did you talk about this with your team? Because, you know, they were scared surely for him, but they were also going to be scared for themselves. What happens to the company if he dies? Uh, And so I, how did you talk to them? And his answer was amazing. He said he talked to them realistically. That was his word, realistically. He said, who wouldn't be afraid? Who wouldn't be? Everyone wants to know what comes tomorrow. And frankly, right now, we don't know what comes tomorrow. We don't. Right. And the illusion of control, he said, has been revealed for what it is, which is an illusion. And so what can we do but acknowledge that this is scary, that we're all in it together, that we don't know what tomorrow brings, but that if we stay together and focus, we can, we can do our absolute best to build the tomorrow together. And I, I loved that because he was being realistic and he was being transparent. And this is not a time where you should be hiding anything. And it's not a time where you should be acting like you know better or you're stronger or this isn't impacting. Of course it's impacting. So I say that people will be attracted to you. They will want to work with you. Your team will want to rally behind you the more realistic and transparent you are. That's beautiful. I love that. Rob, you got any thoughts? Yeah, just some quick thoughts. I, I think that, you know, for me, and I think we've been honing, we've been circling the idea uh, in this conversation, but it's, this is the opportunity for all companies, right? We just talked about value, still providing that, that value, still being valuable to your audience. This is that time for companies to become superstars, right? For people to never forget you. There are businesses I will never forget because of how they responded in this moment. Mm-hmm. You still can help people, right? That's why we're in business, to make a difference to a certain market. This may adapt that, but man, do you have an opportunity now to never be forgotten? That, that would be what I would say uh, to, to focus on as, as a team. Yeah, a lot of the experts are saying that there'll be companies that kind of rise from this and become the big companies of tomorrow because they're addressing the needs that are coming out of this this crisis, right? A lot of big companies generally will come out of these uh, crisis environments with, uh, with good solutions. And innovation is going like crazy and people are working together like never before. Uh, and it's really been inspiring to see that, right, Jason? It's been extremely inspiring and very exciting. I, I fully believe in the 
immense power uh, right now to create innovation. Um, you know, you're you're seeing it already in so many different ways because there's there's a shift in how people work. Um, there's also there's just a there's a mass adoption. I mean, we're all talking on Zoom right now. Last month, Zoom had 10 million users. Now it has 200 million users. And you know what those users are discovering? They're discovering that for some of them, Zoom is a great, is a great solution. And for others, Zoom is not a great solution. And because there are a million different ways to connect and you can't all use the same thing. So now there are already new startups like Around coming out which with completely different ways to use video conferencing. I love that. And then another big thing that you're going to see is, and you're already seeing it, is a big drop in regulations. Um, there, There's a clearing out of, of completely ridiculous and cumbersome regulations uh, that are going to open up all sorts of new paths for opportunities. So, uh, you know, one of the most obvious right now is, is telehealth where, uh, you know, in telemedicine, you, you, a month ago, you couldn't talk to your doctor on Zoom. Why? I, I couldn't begin to articulate the reason why that, why that was uh, not allowed. But uh, now it is. And you're going to see a, a tremendous uh, amount of innovation in these spaces where uh, the cobwebs, cobwebs have been cleared. So I'm very, very excited about this. What I want to kind of end with, with my roundtable discussion on building the tribe, is there needs to be decisive and distinct leadership so that the tribe knows who to follow. And so for all of you out there that are leaders, I just ask you to focus on being decisive and being focused and being inspirational. Be leaders that people will follow onto the battlefield and be inspirational and and be steadfast and be positive. The second piece is get the tribe involved, get your team, your employees, your staff, your customers, get everybody involved with the solution. Send out surveys uh, to your customers and evaluations to your, your staff members and ask them for feedback. Some of the best ideas come from the team or from the tribe. So when you're building your tribe, decisive, clear leadership so people will follow you and then get everybody involved with the solution. And I think you'll be impressed with the synergy and the positive things that can come out of that. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today for the Franchise Bible Coach radio podcast with Rick and Rob. I'd like to thank my co-host, Rob Ganley. I'm Rick Grossman. And of course, thank you to our special guest, Jason Pfeiffer, editor-in-chief from Entrepreneur Magazine, what, uh, what a great interview and what great insights you had. So thank you very much. And we look forward to um, our next week and some of, the, some of the fun and exciting things we have coming up for you. So keep fighting the good fight, everybody. All those franchise fighters out there, uh, keep fighting the good fight. I'm Rick Grossman signing off. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.